On this episode of Podcastification, you're going to get my best tips for working effectively with a podcast editor. My name is Carrie Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. This show is all about podcasting, how to do it, how not to do it, best practices, interesting news items that have to do with the realm of podcasting, and who knows what else. And I'm trying to do it all with a little bit of fun and some information to help you get a show going, keep yours going, or make it better. And if you like what's going on here on the show, I would appreciate it, oh, so appreciate it, if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes. You can find out how to do that at podcastfasttrack.com slash review. That's enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Podcastification. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the client happiness guy at Podcast Fast Track. We are an audio editing and show notes service that I believe is the best in the industry. But that's not my focus on this episode. I'm not here to try to sell you something. I'm here to help you with something. So let's create a scenario. Let's say that you have finally decided that you are going to bite the bullet and begin to pay for a podcast editing service to help you out with your podcast. You can do that. There are a lot of people who will do a great job for you. But when you first start out, there are certain things you need to make sure that you get clear with that person or that company to ensure that your relationship with them works as smoothly as possible. Because keep in mind, one of the things you're trying to accomplish by outsourcing your podcast editing is to save you time. And so you don't want to be spending a significant amount of time with back and forth conversations every single week, trying to dial in exactly what you want to happen on your podcast episodes. So this episode is aimed at helping you avoid that kind of a pain when you decide to finally outsource your podcast editing. So I'm going to walk through six things that I recommend you can do. They're things you can, you can do ahead of time or add to your workflow that will help you make that transition more smooth and more effective. Now, this very first one I'm going to suggest to you is something that I believe the podcast editing service should initiate with you. But if they don't, this is something I recommend that you provide to them at the get-go to help them understand exactly what it is you're looking for when it comes to the format of your podcast episodes. And that is provide them with what I would call an episode map. Now think about a map. A map is something that gives you direction. It's something that tells you landmarks. It's something that shows you where you're headed. And that is exactly what you're wanting to provide to your podcast editing service when it comes to your individual episodes. You want to lay out for them an episode map. What are your episodes going to look like from beginning to end? And naturally, that's going to include a sequence of various elements and how you would like to see them laid out in your podcast episode. So let me give you a quick example. Let's just take this episode as an example. 
Okay, the first thing you heard was a teaser. So in my episode map, I would write down 01 with a hyphen, episode teaser. Then I would hit the return key and I would put 02, pre-produced intro. Then I would hit the return key and I would put 03, introduction. Then I would hit the return key again, 04, transition music. And then I would hit the return key again, 05, first point audio. And you get the idea. Now, when you do that episode map, what you're doing is you're telling your editor what's in your head regarding how you want your particular episodes to sound. And that episode map is not something you necessarily need to provide episode to episode. In fact, I would recommend that it not be an episodic sort of a thing, but it be an overall template, so to speak, for how you want every single one of your episodes to be. And I know there is some debate that could go on here about, well, do you want every episode to be the same? Or do you want them all to have some kind of uniqueness to them so that people don't know what to expect and and hang around to hear the next episode? You know, we could have that debate some other time. But right now, I'm telling you, for the majority of people who do a successful podcast, and this goes for people I've worked with and for people I've talked with, an episode map sort of a structure that stays the same from episode to episode generally speaking, is a smart idea. And here's why it's smart for you when you're working with a podcast editing service. You don't have to communicate to them episode to episode when you provide an overall episode map template to them. You don't have to type up a new document every time. You don't have to send them a voice message. You don't have to send them a Slack message. You don't have to do anything to explain your episode to them from one week to the next. Because they already have your episode map. So when they receive your resources, they are going to know exactly what they are, providing you've labeled them well. And what I would recommend is that you label your elements for each episode exactly as you talk about them in your episode map. So that your podcast editing service knows what they're looking at and knows exactly what to do with it. So that's the first step. Before you even begin the relationship... As far as the actual editing work that they're going to be doing for you, create your own episode map. Okay, so you've got your episode map all lined out and your new podcast editing service understands what you want from one episode to another to another. And you don't even have to communicate with them. That was step one. Now we're going to step two. The second thing I would suggest that you get nailed down from the beginning of your relationship with your podcast editing service or contractor. And here's number two, establish with them the degree of editing that you want them to do on every episode. Now, here's how I go about defining this with my clients, because as you can imagine, every single person is going to have their own idea of what makes a good edit. Now, I've talked some in previous episodes about editing philosophy. It's important for you to establish exactly what your philosophy is. In other words, why are you doing edits at all? Why don't you just use the raw audio file? Well, you probably have a lot of reasons coming to your mind right away. I mean, what if there's technical glitches that need to be taken out? What if the quality of your Skype recording was not very good and you need to do some noise removal in the background? You see, there's all kinds of reasons to do editing, including places where people misspeak or situations where you have a guest that's just stumbling and stammering, and it's just not very pleasant to listen to. 
What are you going to do in those cases? Well, that's where establishing the degree of editing you want on your podcast episodes is very, very helpful. And here's how I go about it with my clients. I ask my clients to imagine a one to 10 scale representing the degree of editing that they want. And one equals no editing done at all. I want it just the raw recording. So that means you're not going to address background noise. You're not going to address anything. And 10 equals every single thing that can be edited to make this a tight, punchy, succinct episode. That's what I want done. And then you have two through nine in between there. So as you can imagine, the higher you get on that scale, the more editing they're going to be doing. And so you need to establish on that scale what you want and then describe that to the podcast editor that you're working with. Okay, so a one to 10 scale, where are you on the scale? And then once you say, let's, for example, say you pick a six, well, define for them what a six means. And some of that may be just standard things you want edited every time. For example, I always want filler words cut out like, mm, and, uh, and, you know, you may want to establish that kind of stuff as part of your editing degree that you're establishing with your audio editor. But at the very least, give them that one to 10 scale with the one being no editing, the 10 being extreme and give them a number on that scale. That's going to enable you to have peace of mind that they are thinking similar to how you're thinking on every episode. And then you're going to be much more happy with the work that they do because you've given them clear guidelines on exactly what it is that you want them to do. Okay, we're up to number three on my suggestions of how you can work most effectively with the podcast editor. Number two was the degree of editing, the one to 10 scale that you're going to communicate and define for them. This number three also has to do with editing, but it has more to do with your personal, what I would call pet peeves. Those could be things like this, mouth noise. So when someone, you know, smacks their mouth before they start to speak. Or when they've got a little bit too much saliva, wetness in their mouth, and you're hearing every one of those little mouth noises. Man, those are gross, aren't they? That's nasty. I mean, if those are pet peeves for you and you want those cut out as much as possible, communicate that to your editor at the beginning of your relationship. Let them know every time you hear this, when possible, and that's a key phrase that you need to use because you don't want to communicate to them that I want you to cut it out even when it's in the middle of the word and it's going to make the word sound distorted or choppy. You don't want that because you want the words to be intelligible. But any opportunity there is for you to cut out a mouth noise, something that is a smack or a humongous breath or those kinds of things, do it. Now, mouth noise is just one example of what a pet peeve might be. There's going to be things like filler words that might be pet peeves. There could be background noise issues that you feel like you always want to have taken care of. It may have to do with how transitions work in your show, like the musical transitions or the music levels. If you want the music to be a little higher than maybe most podcasts do or a little lower so that the voice is clearly heard, you need to think through all of those things at the front end of your relationship with your podcast editing service so that... You don't have to worry about it from episode to episode. You know that they clearly understand what you want from week to week to week so that every episode comes out with a quality and a consistency that represents you and your brand the way that you want to be represented.
Okay, those first three tips that I gave you have more to do with setting up guidelines and standards at the beginning of your relationship with your podcast editor. Okay, now these next three really have to do with the during the working relationship period where you're working together, things are going smoothly or going pretty well, and you may have something you need to change or you need to communicate. That's what these next three have to do with. So number four that I want to communicate to you right now is when you have a change or you have a little tweak you want to communicate, communicate those things early and clearly. Okay, now let's talk about each of those words. Early means not 10 hours before the episode goes live. Okay, give them plenty of time. Understand, in order to do quality work, they need to have quality time. So if they're feeling rushed or under the gun, man, that's the worst thing you can do to a podcast editing service. You want them to have the space, the breathing room, so to speak, to handle your episode with the attention and quality care that it deserves and that you really want from your service. So communicate early when you see something that needs to change or when you notice something in the last episode that they did that isn't terrible, but it's not quite what you want. Communicate to them as soon as possible what that is. And that comes to the second word, communicate it clearly. Now, clearly is kind of a subjective word. We all think we're communicating clearly, but let's think for a second about communication, all right? There's what you intend to say, then there's what you actually say, which isn't always what you intend to say. Then there's what the person hears you say through what you tried to communicate. And then there's how they interpret what you said. So you see, there's quite a few places there in the communication process where communication can break down. And so what I would suggest is that when you have an essential element of your podcast editing and production that you want to change or you want to communicate something different about, you should sit down and think that through by yourself, not on the phone, sit down and think it through and do what works best for you to get your thoughts clear. Maybe you need to write some notes out or jot it on a whiteboard. Maybe it's better for you to talk it out. So you might want to record yourself talking about it and then play it back and listen to yourself. Now, I know all of this sounds like a bunch of humbug stuff. You know, man, that's going to take a whole lot of time. Can I just shoot them a quick Slack message or an email? Well, you can, but you may sacrifice clarity by doing that. And you don't want your clarity to be sacrificed. You want them to get the first time what it is you mean and the kinds of adjustments that it might take to get there. Maybe another suggestion is to take screen captures or even create a little video of yourself or your screen to show them what it is that you're looking for so that they don't have questions. They can watch it. They can hear your voice. They can respond exactly like you're hoping they'll respond because you made it easy for them by communicating early and clearly. Okay, we're up to suggestion number five that I'm giving you for working with your podcast editor effectively. And this has to do with when you have a situation where something needs to be adjusted. Imagine you've recorded all the elements of your episode and you noticed during the recording, there was a particular section that you want to either have cut or have a certain word cut out or whatever. When you're referring to those things, be clear, first of all, in identifying the track that you're talking about in track number whatever, or in the track named XYZ at timestamp, whatever, I want to adjust it in this way. So use timestamps to refer to the things that you want your editor to adjust. 
That helps them to zero in on it and exactly cut out or change whatever it is that you have in mind. Now, keep in mind, timestamps may vary by hundreds of seconds on different audio editing software. So an additional step that you could add to this is to refer to the statement that you said. It begins with, and then tell them the first three words, and then it ends with, tell them the last three words. That way, they have absolute clarity about what it is you're referring to that you want changed, and they're able to perform those changes up to your expectations the very first time. Number six, we are up to my sixth suggestion for how you can effectively work with your podcast editor. And this one is really intuitive once you hear it. And you're going to think, why didn't I ever think of that? Okay, so imagine your scenario. You, you're recording something with a guest, okay? You're talking along in your conversation. The interview is going well, but you misspeak or you stumble or your guest corrects you on something and says, actually, that's not my website. This is my website. Okay, now that's a whole bunch of stuff that you could just leave in the recording. It might make people feel you're human and they can relate to you better and all that. But if it's something you want to cut out, something you want changed, Consider this, your audio editor is probably listening second by second to the episode to do his edits already. Why don't you just speak to him right there on the recording or speak to her? Just tell him, hey, Joe, if that's his name, if his name's not Joe, I would not suggest you call him Joe, but say his name's Joe. Hey, Joe, on that last section where I started to speak and I misspoke and then my guest corrected me, I'm going to record that whole thing again and say it the right way. So cut out that whole section. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, and then you start speaking. Makes sense for you. Makes sense for Joe. Makes sense for your guest. Now, there is a little bit of preparation you might have to do with your guest before you start recording if you decide to take that approach where you speak to your editor. And it's real simple. During your pre-recording conversation where you're getting the lay of the land with your guest and you're talking about them and you're talking about the kind of things you're going to talk about, you also say, let me give you a, a few little administrative things or housekeeping things, maybe that's what you call it, about my show and the way that I do things so that you'll understand if it happens. Okay, number one is if we have technical glitches or things like that or one of us misspeaks, we can always cut and re-record because I have an editor who deals with my show. So if there's ever a point where something stumbles, I may just say something like time out and we'll just keep recording, but I'm going to speak to my editor on the recording and just tell them that last phrase that we said, I want to change that. I'm going to start over and then I'll count down five, four, three, two, and begin speaking again. So does that make sense to you? And you see, that's a conversation you just had with your guest ahead of time to set their expectations for what the recording and the conversation is going to be like. It's going to help them, number one, feel more relaxed that you're professional about this and you know what you're doing. Number two, it's going to help them feel more relaxed that if they make a flub or a mistake, they have the freedom to ask you, can we say that part over again? I don't feel we're comfortable with how I said that. I mean, I've had clients where the guest said something about someone else in the industry that they on second thought felt like they shouldn't have said that. And so they stopped the client right in the middle of the recording and said, hey, can can we go back and do that again? I don't want to say that to me. It sounds too derogatory. I don't want to be that way. And they re-record it. But if you're the editor and you're listening to that, it's hard to know of your own discernment sometimes exactly how 
much of that you should edit out or exactly what. So if the host of the podcast says directly to the editor in the recording, here's where we're going to go back to that statement where I started with, uh, how did you come about, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to cut all of that and start over. Okay, ready? Here we go. Five, four, three, two, and begin recording again. It's a great way to communicate to your editor. You don't have to type anything. You don't have to remember to send them an email afterward. You don't have to do anything. You just speak into the recording and your audio editor does the job you're paying them to do with the excellence you want for your brand and your show. Okay, so I said there were six tips and there are, but I've got a bonus for you as well. And this bonus has to do with something you can add into your conversations with your podcast editor or editing service as you build trust with them. So after you've begun to feel good about their work and you like the quality and you begin to trust their discernment and their judgment on the kind of things to edit for your particular show, either because they've gotten to know you or you just realize they have great intuition and skill on how to edit and make a conversation not only punchy, but also engaging just through the way that they edit. And that can be done, by the way. A good editor can make any conversation better by adjusting the spacing, by making it more breathable, all kinds of things. But anyway, the point is this. Once you've reached that point in your relationship with your editing service, I suggest you have a conversation with them about increased levels of editing that you are allowing them to make the call about. Okay, let me give you an example. Many of my clients will have guests on their show who are experts at their field of study. I mean, say they're a particle physicist or something like that. And I know nothing about particle physics. So if you're into particle physics and you hear me say something in this next section that is totally erroneous, please don't send me an email. I don't know anything about it. I'm just using it for an example. Come on, people. Okay. So say they're a particle physicist. And you ask them a question, which in your mind sounds totally reasonable and totally sensible. And they jump in with some explanation about particle physics and whatever, whatever from their scientific intelligent mind that just kind of rambles on and on and on. And, you know, in their mind, it makes sense, but it's not really answering your question. What are you going to do then? Well, if they do eventually get to the point that they answer your question and it's a pretty you know, full, robust kind of an answer. Well, maybe you would want to give your podcast editor the permission that when things happen like that, and it's kind of excessive, like this guest does that a lot. He restates himself a bunch, or he kind of beats around the burning bush until he gets to his point. You have the freedom as the editor, as the professional to Cut that down, get rid of some of the rambling, make the restatements go away so that it not only is more enjoyable to listen to, but it also makes my guest look good. So you want to think those things through as you build that relationship of trust with your audio editing service, because I guarantee you a good audio editor who knows how to do those kinds of things can add tremendous value. To the professionalism and enjoyment of your show. Hello. So there you have it. My six tips and a bonus of how to work effectively with a podcast editor. And I guess for my call to action for this episode, I would like to ask you a question and I would love to hear your response because I'm toying with some additional services that our company might offer. And I'm curious what the market demand for this service would be. Now, I know many of you are familiar with services like lead pages 
or convert kit where you can put a little opt-in on your site and people can get a resource that you provide. I call those lead magnets. And so what I'm thinking is a lot of podcasters give very actionable, practical you know, steps in many of their episodes for how people can do this or do that. And I'm wondering if the creation of PDF documents based on audio episodes that are step-based like that and have a plan of action could be created to create brand-specific resources. So it looks like your brand, it's your colors, your logo, your picture even, your podcast logo, but it looks really professional and it's snazzy looking. And you could use those. You could even mention it on your episode. Hey, for this episode, we're going to have an action sheet for this particular set of steps that you've heard my guest outline. If you want to get that, go to the name of your show.com slash episode 53, and you can download the action sheet right there. Okay. And then a service like mine would provide the action sheet for you based on the audio of the episode in your brand, in your colors, in all that. And it's a great valuable way for your listeners to get a resource from you, but also for you to get more people on your emailing list. So that's the idea. I would love to hear if that's something that would be of value to you. And if so, what would you be willing to pay for that on a per episode basis? I'm just doing research here. We're not offering the service yet. We're not even sure we will, but it's something I would love to know more about from your perspective. So if you're willing to give me your feedback on that, you can do that by emailing me at Carey, C-A-R-E-Y at podcastfasttrack.com. I thank you so much for the time you've invested in this, what is it, 27 minutes right now of podcastification. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcastificating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at podcastfasttrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by podcastfasttrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show. Now, I know many of you are familiar with services like lead pages or like Man, I've just blanked out. What is it? Now, I know many of you are familiar with services like lead pages or Man, I did it again. I can't remember the name of the service. I had it and it's gone.